0: dinosaurs and robots having babies we're gonna talk about that
1: is your doctor saying that you're crazy it's okay you're just a mutant what in the f and h is
0: happening in the nfl
1: get out your wood chipper it's time for the shakedown everybody, and welcome to episode 7 of The Shakedown. I am Austin Stevens. With me as always...
2: Dan Schweizer. And Dylan Webster. This week's episode is brought to you by Buttons. Do you like it when people make you angry? That's called pushing your buttons.
1: Alright, so today we're just starting right off the bat with Geekdom. And Dan will be talking to us about the new game Horizon Zero Dawn.
2: Yes, it will. Uh... It? A little it? bit
0: of... You're an it now? Did yeah. you <laughs> just call yourself an it?
2: Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> Are you one of those gender-fluid people? <laughs>
2: no, Just I'm one of those not. days where
0: you're not a he or a she? Or <clears throat> no. Sorry,
2: I meant like it as in the segment will be on... Just shut your mouth, okay? <laughs>
0: hey, man, you're the one that called yourself an it.
2: <laughs> so, for starters, if you're like Austin and you don't have a PlayStation 4, then Gosh. you're going to miss out on this.
1: I'm Xbox uh, loyal. Because
2: it is... It is a console specific game. So that's kind of the downside to the game. But yeah, outside really of that, it. Oh my gosh. It's so fantastic. <clears throat> so the concept is it's a post-apocalyptic earth set. Like I think it doesn't really ever say, um, but it seems like it's three or 400 years in the future from now. Um, and it was an apocalypse brought on by basically humanity reaching too far with our technologies. So the robots killed everyone, of course, except mm-hmm. not everyone. So except for like four people, yeah, like four, and they repopulated, and so everyone's inbred and stupid. But repopulated <laughs> <laughs> <They> quickly, <laughs> but um, it's visually absolutely stunning. I sent you guys that screenshot. Yeah, from in game, man, visually stunning. Gameplay is really fluid. There are some quirks to the game, like the climbing and stuff. Sometimes it gets a little sketchy, but uh, the climbing is a lot like Assassin's Creed, like in the, um, like Ezio series. Okay. <clears throat> so you can't climb everything, but like Most what things. you can climb yeah. is very easy to climb. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <clears throat> um what kind of game is it
1: like what would you compare um, it to
2: i would compare it to probably like far cry okay it's it's an exploration game but it's not like massive open world um
1: but it is open but
2: you can it it is open but it's not like sandbox open yeah So, you can go anywhere on the map, but it's like a set... It is a set map. You can only go so far. Mm -hmm. And um, it's set, I discovered, in a region of the United States that we refer to as the Four Corners, where you basically get, like, all kinds of climates. So, um, like, you get... It's around Colorado, so it dips into Utah and, like, New Mexico and stuff. So there's all climates, desert, prairie, mountains, snowy. It's all there. Yeah. Um, But the main story is so good. Um, There's lots and lots of side missions you can do, which I definitely recommend completing them because it allows you to... Uh, level up your character more which is really helpful as you get later on in the game Um, but it also kind of brings allies in i don't know what it would be like if you did only the main story because at the end of the game on like the final mission uh, pretty much everyone that you helped out in these side missions shows up to help you defend this city.
1: Uh, so it's like massive and, like
2: kind of. Yeah. And I don't know if they would be there if you didn't do the side missions. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked online to see if there's like consequences to not doing the sides other than just missing out on experience.
1: Probably games like to do that.
2: <sighs> yeah. I mean, it would make sense. Uh, but on top of that, so, like, those those side missions are really fun. You get extra experience, and then they just add more elements to the story. But the main storyline, seriously, this is the best story that I've played through in years. Like, it's better than the Assassin's Creed storyline.
1: What's the overall, uh, like, gist of the story? Just because I don't want to <clears> give okay. too much away because I want people to play yeah, it. Yeah,
2: so the overall... All story, you play Aloy, who is outcast from birth by her tribe because um, they just found her in, in this, like, holy temple of her tribe. And so they don't know who her mother or her father is, and they, they find her on the day of a disaster, so they think that she's a cursed child. Mm. And so they cast her out. Like, the tribe has outcasts that they're not allowed to talk to people that are in the tribe, but they're also not supposed to talk to each other. <laughs> uh. So they're basically like, "Go out, fend for yourself. If you die, you die." Um, That's a lonely but, life. Yeah, but she—they give her to an outcast and tell him to raise her. Um, and there's actually a moment early in the game where you you first play as her as like a six year old child, and her, like, guardian brings her, um, to, to a naming ceremony, so this is before you actually play, it's all cutscenes and stuff, and she's only, like, six months old, and he brings her to the naming ceremony, and one of the matriarchs of the tribe is there to, like, give the blessing, and right afterwards, two of the other matriarchs show up, and one of the matriarchs is just a major douche, and she's like, "What are you doing? We told you to raise it, not to love it." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, what?" <laughs> so
0: sounds like my childhood. <laughs> I mean,
2: so she's set up as kind of like the antagonist that is your like biggest detractor from the very get go. But um, you're able to train, and there's this thing called the proving that. If you survive it, then even outcasts that were outcasts as children can then be accepted into the tribe. Oh, that's nice. So you pass it. Yeah, so you pass it. You're accepted as part of the tribe. Um, The tribe comes under attack, and you're appointed as a seeker, which gives you authority to leave the tribal lands because um, if you leave the tribal lands and you're not like anointed by the matriarchs, then you can't return. You're an outcast. Mm-hmm. So you're anointed as a seeker to try and figure out who attacked the tribes and why. <clears throat> and you go on this epic journey, and part of your character's goal is also to find out where she came from. And you end up you end up finding that out through the through the main journey. And it's kind of insane what what you find out but it's really fun really cool uh but when you get to major fight robots
1: you, yeah i was about to say one major <clears throat> thing that you're missing is you find giant <clears throat> robot dinosaurs
2: yeah so they range from like uh just exaggerated like mammals that we have now to like dinosaurs So there's one called the Thunderjaw, which is pretty much a robotic Mm T-Rex. But it's got, like, cannons and lasers mounted on it, so... Much like a real (laughs) T-Rex. Yeah, Yeah. much like a real (laughs) T-Rex. I believe I saw that at the museums. There's glint hawks, which are kind of like pterodactyls. um, And then there's ravagers and sawtooths, which are based off of, like... Big cats, but they're huge, and the sawtooths are really just melee. But the ravagers also have lasers on them, so. <clears throat> I think
0: it's got lasers.
2: Yeah, and then they're like antelope and and like. Like I mean, real? essentially, real antelope, no, 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 no like robot, robot, okay. robot
0: antelope, and. <laughs> like in this <laughs> post-apocalyptic world, the antelopes made it.
2: Well, there are there are wildlife, but it's small wildlife. Like uh, rabbits, boar, foxes. Uh, You discover that in the gameplay. It's part of the main storyline. You figure out where the robots came
1: from. Okay, don't tell me then.
2: No. And then, like, the main antagonists have these ancient robots that they've dug up that are war machines. Like, they're strictly made for killing. Yeah. So, those... Are a big pain in the ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this girl kind of looks like Egret from Game of Thrones.
2: She does a little bit, because I mean they're they're tribal, so I mean it's it's not high tech at all, uh, with the exception of their of well, she's the only one that has it. She develops um, a technique to override the machines so that you can control them, and um You can ride three of the machines. uh, Striders, Chargers, and... Something else, I don't know. It's like a broadhead. It looks like a bull, pretty much. Um, So pretty much horse, bull, and ram are the ones that you can ride. And they're all the exact same size. Um, But then you can you figure out how to override more machines by going through these cauldrons, which is where the machines are made. Um, and you get down to like the core, and you can override the core and learn how to override the machines that are made in that cauldron. There's always a core to override. Always a core.
1: I want to play this game, but I just don't have a PlayStation.
2: I know. That's, that's really sad because, gosh, it's fun. Dylan's going to borrow it and play it in what... Free time he has.
0: Yeah, what very mm-hmm. little free time I'm about to have. But at least I uh, have gears sorry, of war. you find
2: it. At least you have gears of war. Yes. That makes sense. So, um, I would rate this game mm, nine point eight out of ten.
0: Wow. Metal okay. Fingers. Okay. <laughs> Dan's rating system is built. <laughs> Look at
2: that. But yeah. 9
0: point eight So on one of those fingers you're just basically like missing a fingernail.
2: Yeah, pretty much. just
0: yeah. And it's got a <laughs> 9.3 on IGN,
1: nine on GameSpot, and 89 percent on Metacritic. So it's yeah, it's the consensus.
2: I mean, there's very few detractors to it. I mean, it's pretty fantastic.: Sweet. <clears throat> Any questions, comments or concerns? i'm good no if you've got a playstation 4 buy the game if you don't i don't know be sad
1: yeah from what i've seen and you talking about it it's it's amazing
2: it is very much so they did a fantastic job with this new property
1: sweet so we can move on then
2: moving on
1: because we got a big sports section that we're going to talk
2: about sure do
1: but first film and tv
2: Real quick, we're going to start off. I shared on the Facebook page a list. I think it was from um, comicbookmovie.com, but I'm not positive. Um, And it was top 50 uh, superhero roles um, in a movie. And... I just have a few notes on it. <clears throat> so, number one, Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. First of all, he was a highlight of of the film. That He played that part so well. Oh, yeah, I really he liked it. He was only ranked at 45. Wow. Yep. <clears throat> so, he should be higher.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: man, I was way off. This was... From Hollywood Reporter. So that explains why their rankings are messed up. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we're going to get into uh, the two established Spider-Men that have had their own films. Andrew Garfield is ranked at 41 on this list. Tobey Maguire is ranked at number 10.
1: I hate Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man.
2: It's not a good Peter Parker I like, mean, I've
0: seen it all the time on like on the internet where people are like, "Kids will never know the real Spider-Man." It's a picture of Tobey Maguire. I'm like, no, uh, like he, he was he never he never did it for me. He was okay
2: in the first Spider-Man movie, but that's because the first Spider-Man movie was a really good Spider-Man movie. Yes.
0: Yeah. I it, think I think his I think just how he played the part in the third one completely ruined it for yeah, me. Yeah,
2: I mean, the third one ruins the trilogy overall. Yeah. But. <clears throat> Uh, So, that's messed up. The disparity between those two, so, so wrong. Um, <clears throat> next one on my list, Margot Kidder played Lois Lane in the original Superman movies. Yeah. Uh, I felt she was overrated. She's ranked all the way at number 12. Really? Now, when you consider that she was placed ahead of Chris Evans... Ryan Reynolds, oh. and Tom Hiddleston. Oh! What? And, and for their Captain America, Deadpool, and Loki roles, respectively. I'm, I'm sorry, how is... She's how... placed... She did do a really good job as Lois Lane, but placed way too high. How is Tom Hiddleston not in the top five? I know. Um, well, the top five are pretty spot on. I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, next one, another way too overrated one, Michelle Pfeiffer... As Catwoman in Batman Returns. Okay. Overrated at number nine. What?! (laughs) Number nine. That was a terrible portrayal of Catwoman. It was. it was a decent portrayal of Catwoman. It was so weird. It was weird because the movie was weird. Yeah, because Tim Burton is just not in the right (laughs) mind. But I mean, while we're going down the list of overrated people, Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor at number eight. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: It's the best He's Lex that we've gotten.
2: Yeah, but how many Lexes have we gotten? Two. Two?
0: Yeah, yep. I mean... I mean, still, it's... No.
2: He, they made him way too cartoony of a villain. It was ridiculous. <clears throat> um, so now we've got the top five. Five through one. Maybe not necessarily in the order that they're put, but definitely spot on for top five. Patrick Stewart, Robert Downey Jr., Christopher Reeve, Heath Ledger, and Hugh Jackman.
0: Okay. I'll accept that.
2: That top five is real good.
0: Tom Hiddleston and his logo should be six then. (laughs)
2: Um, And then my last comment was both Magnetos should have been moved up the list. Ian McKellen was only ranked number eleven, and Fastbender was ranked number eighteen. Hmm. So they both do a really good job
0: portraying the character. Mm-hmm. They capture everything perfectly. They should have just like done them as one group and just move them up ahead. They can be seventh.
2: The Magnetos.
0: The Mag- seventh. Mag- oh, awesome band name. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody give it up for Bobby Johnson and the Magnetos.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> That's great. So do you have any other notes on that?
2: That's the last of my notes on that. <clears throat> the, the one thing that I will say uh, to their credit, it's really hard to rank. That many comic book characters. True. Yeah. It feels like maybe you should do a top 20 list because then it's less contentious. It's easier to say these 20 people did it great. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are 20 that you could say did their roles great.
1: I'd say Heath Ledger Ooh. number one, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool number two.
2: They had Jackman at one, uh, Ledger at two, and uh Reynolds at
0: 3. I mean, I I agree with Fair the enough. Jackman at 1 for Wolverine cuz who else has ever played Wolverine? <clears throat> no one. He I mean, is Le- the best I mean <clears throat> Ledger has now set the bar on how to play the Joker. He did. Like yeah. every he will, everyone will be compared to him for eternity. But no one has ever played Wolverine and no one should ever play Wolverine again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless it's like Hugh Jackman's kid. Yeah, they're going to That's the only acceptable.
2: They're going to have to remove Wolverine for a while. Yeah, I mean they should have removed Joker for a while,
0: but they're they what can I themselves. say? DC's stupid. I, just, just, I mean, I understand bringing him in for Suicide Squad since they had Harley Quinn, but I mean, is, you, you, should you, should really it, you should have held off on mm. it for you should have held off on for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn it, DC.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So Legion. So now. let's move on.
0: Yeah. Legion. I first of all.
2: Do we have any idea what time it's set in? Oh, I have I'm some guessing. Okay,
0: I know
1: what's going on with this.
0: Okay. Um, okay, you go ahead. Then. Okay,
2: <clears throat>
1: so first of all, I love this show. Oh, it's so good. Um, and so the time setting is the show unfolds for the audience through David's perception. And so okay. because... He is a little messed up in the head. Not everything is as it seems. So, um, new things to him look like they're present day. But things like from his past. So, like, his sister dresses like she's from the 70s.
0: Yeah. Um, So, that that explains why she looks like she's from the 70s. Yeah,
1: because she's always going to be his young sister from all those flat, you know he has all these flashbacks of them as kids
2: so he sees her like that yeah, so that's how maybe he that's perceives not how her. Yeah,
1: that's, oh, not, that's not how
2: she that's not how she looks, actually just, looks but through his perception yeah so
1: it's said <clears throat> present day or maybe even a little bit in the future but we see everything through David's uh, point of view and so that's why that some sense. things
0: are old and some things are new so, so that's why the entire show is just so weird yeah because I actually thought about that when I was watching uh, this last episode because there were less like jumps around, but because he was also, like, like the last episode I saw was episode four and mm. he was asleep through a lot of it. Right. So there weren't as yeah. many jumps and there wasn't so much weird stuff. I'm like, like we must just be seeing it through his mind. That's why it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. He has no clue that he's no, got abilities. He just yeah. thinks he's crazy. That
2: makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's So that's how I perceive the time. That's your theory? Yeah. It's a strong theory. Mm-hmm. It makes sense.
1: And um, it's, it's the weirdness and all, like, the visual stuff mm-hmm. that makes this show so awesome. Because it's so different three? than anything else on TV or even in movies. Like, Doctor Strange was maybe the closest thing that would come yeah. to this. But this is... Just, like, the lighting and the weird visual sense, like, flickering
2: stuff and all that. Episode 3 felt like a horror film. The whole episode. Yeah. And that was really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Because, first of all, I was watching it alone in a dark hotel room. (laughs) So, all kinds of creepiness factor there. But, also, I mean... I'm in that film class and we talked about horror genre recently. So that was all kind of fresh in my mind. I was like, this is totally just a horror film that I'm watching right now.
1: It was great. It freaked me out. Like the yellow eyed demon is creepy as hell. Goodness gracious. The world's most angriest boy in the world is just weird. Spooky.
0: Yeah. It's very eerie. It's got like a, Slenderman vibe. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah,
2: he does. very creepy pasta. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: <clears throat> um, so I have couple theories on what's going on. Um, so in the comics, David is an Omega level mutant, which means he's just yes, m- all powerful. yeah super super powerful, and he has a bunch of abilities, but all of these abilities are tied to his multiple personality disorder and each personality has their own
2: own power set yeah
1: and i wasn't sure at first if that's the route they were going for the show right it was
2: hard to feel because you weren't really sure what his powers were
1: yeah and but now in this latest episode (coughs) five it's pretty much revealed now that that is what's going on because Mm -hmm. the yellow eyed Demon takes him over and you can see that he's got different powers. Like it's still mind psychic related, but it's more like Mm -hmm. dark energy and like a a darkness that his powers is where David's is kind of just like psychic.
2: And, uh, so one thing someone had asked me was, um, is he imagining the girl? Um, Lenny? Yeah. see, And I can't figure that that out. I'm trying to figure out if that's part of one of his powers from the comics, because in the comics, uh, they establish that if someone dies near him, he he sometimes absorbs their psyche. And oh. since and since uh, he, since his girlfriend killed her while she was in his body. It is possible that that's her actual psyche that David David's mind absorbed when
0: he killed her. That yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. That does. Yeah. But so, she also
1: well, she actually physically manifests herself. That's in, so weird. In David's room now in this last episode and like tortures his sister.
2: But I don't know if, Oof. like,
1: it's actually that or if it's just a mental projection from David.
2: Right. I mean, that could be her uh, power set that comes with her personality.
1: And sure. she also might be a guy named Benny.
0: Oh, yeah. That was weird. And she... Well, <clears throat> it, I mean, it's funny because I saw an interview with Aubrey Plaza about the show. Mm-hmm. And originally, it was a, the character was supposed to be a middle-aged man named Benny. And then they decided to cast her. So then they made the character... Uh, or no, the character's name was always Lenny, but then they cast her just because she's weird and goofy. She's mm-hmm. very weird. And so I wonder if they're just kind of playing with that a little bit.
1: Maybe. I mean, it, it works. It's got me thinking and wondering what's going on.
0: Yep. I'm wondering what's going on like all the time in that show. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, cause I'd never read the comics. I don't know anything about it. All I knew was going into it was like one thing about the main character, which might be spoiler, so I won't say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. like the whole time I'm sitting there, like I have no clue what's going on, but I'm like I'm glued to it.
1: <clears throat> we can do spoilers; I...
2: that's fine. From now on, folks, there may be spoilers. Yes. Yeah. You've been warned.
0: You have been warned. So, what's your maybe spoiler? Uh, that uh, David is possibly Professor X's son, right?
1: And that's still possible because we find yes,
0: out that possible
1: we do see his dad. We don't see his face, but you're like, that's not Professor X. But now,
0: yeah, well, he's not a wheelchair. I mean, yeah. we've
2: we've looked up through David's young eyes at his father. His face is just kind of blurred, uh, not blurred, but shrouded in yeah in shadow. So in like, mystery. you can you can make out his face a little bit, but you can see that he has like thick glasses and hair. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and hair, I mean, big factor there, but not professor X with no. hair, hair,
1: but we find out not he's, glorious. It, he he adopted, if, so he still could be,
0: for, he still could be. Professor X's what, if he, kid. what if he's professor X's kid and he was adopted by beast? <laughs> I would buy it. Don't think that's
2: it.
1: <laughs> and, uh, Patrick Stewart, despite the fact that he said he's done with Professor X, he would be open to playing Professor X on Legion.
2: Oh. Like making a cameo.
1: But it was just like one of those passing funny comments. But that would still be really awesome.
2: Can yeah, he we- drop
0: a bunch of F bombs like he did in Logan? Because that was awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, but one thing I can't, I don't know about is. The I don't know if it's just David and the Parasite or if it's like it's David and the Parasite and the world's most angry boy in the world and Lenny and Benny and if they're all separate personalities or if it's just David and then the Yellow-Eyed Demon and all of these other things that are going on are all tied together.
2: Oh, OK. So you're wondering if the Yellow-Eyed Demon brings on the others?
1: Yeah, so I don't know if it's just two mm. personalities or if there's like six personalities. I mean, because it's that, kind that of hinted sense. that <laughs> Lenny and the yellow eyed demon are kind of the same thing. Yeah. But also maybe not.
0: I mean, that can make sense because it does seem like every time he sees the yellow eyed demon that he uh, switches to another memory, which mm-hmm. could be him uh, switching to another personality. Kind of my assumption of it.
2: (laughs) You know what Hmm? just struck me that in the episode, in episode four, struck me as really crazy? The fact that they never had a dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what was that? He just imagined the dog, I think. He just imagined
0: the dog. That's crazy. (laughs) But, like... Why imagine a dog? Why not imagine a person?
1: Well, like kids have like imaginary pets.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: now like as he's older, his memories have been tampered with, like he could just think that the dog was real. Cuz like already just a normal person, you can't trust your memories, and David has multiple personalities and a parasite living in his brain that is actually altering his memories. So right. basically trust nothing.
2: Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Damn
0: straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Ezio taught me. Mm hmm. And Altair. Mm hmm. And Connor. Yeah, kind of. So yeah, fi- Connor didn't that much.
1: So, final note before we move on, because we're kind of wrapping yes. this yes. up. Um, one great thing about this show is rarely do I ever think that this is an X-Men show.
2: Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. So tonally different and really well done. It's
1: just, it feels like a standalone. Like, I'm never expecting oh. like Beast or Cyclops to show up. Mm-hmm. And even well, if like they the did, only... it'd be a little weird.
0: <clears throat> well, like, really, right. the only similarity between the two is that uh, they openly call themselves mutants. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, if they, if they, if they called themselves something else, you would never think it was an X-Men or related to X-Men no. At all whatsoever.
1: No. Yeah. Other than like uh, some symbolism, like there's the X in the O on Legion. Yeah, exactly. In, in that room at the, the resort or whatever they're at, the X in the round window. Like that's a nice little touch.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: But other than that, like it's its own thing and it's so great. Cause I, you know we all love superheroes and we want everything to be connected but it's great to just sit down and logan was the same way like just to sit Mm -hmm, down and watch a superhero movie that doesn't have to have other things in it or even think about it being a superhero thing
2: right yeah agreed so with that being said let's move into sports for our first sports super section.
0: Oh my yes, goodness! Because so much happened this in this past was like, week. like so much happened. <laughs> and well, a big week. for For those of you who are not aware, uh, this week began the start of uh, the NFL free agency period. It started on uh, Thursday, and teams got it, rolling. It, oh, it, oh like goodness. right out the gate. Well, teams have that like 48-hour window called the legal tampering period right. where they can talk to players and their agents and kind of get agreements in place. Mm-hmm. So that way, right at the start of it, boom, you're signed, we're ready to go, we're not messing around, we're, no, we're, we're just, just getting this started up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there are a bunch of players that already had agreements in place. Uh, a lot of teams already re-signed guys. <clears throat> uh, and then you had teams like the Washington Redskins who were trying to – Resign Kirk Cousins or trying to get him to sign his franchise tag. Uh, and try and get that situation figured out. You have teams like the Bears who are trying to resign Alshon Jeffrey and bolster their team for the next few
2: years. I suppose it, it should be said that Thursday was big for everyone except the Bears.
0: Yeah, the Bears really fell mm-hmm. down on day one, but I'll get to that later. Yeah, um, the big story out of day one of free agency is the trade of brock osweiler from the houston texans to the cleveland browns i
1: oh my gosh when you text us this because you're texting us updates (laughs) like every 10 minutes
0: yeah well it was funny because i was at work like in between shifts (laughs) so so i'm sitting down talking to my boss about stuff and then i get the update on i'm checking my phone while she's talking to me because i'm not a very good employee (laughs) and I, I get on Twitter and I see where there's a possible trade. So I, was, I turned to her like, do you mind if I turn the TV to something else? She said, yeah, that's fine. So I turned to NFL Network. And by the time I'm flipping, that's when the trade went down. And I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. So then immediately I'm texting you guys to let you guys know. Yep.
2: Right, because now the big thing, the biggest thing that comes out of that, I mean, first of all, the Browns are stupid, but we all already knew that. Is not now the Texans are free to sign Romo.
0: And they will. That's true. I, I don't know. Like, well, first mm-hmm. off, Romo has to be released. Uh, they did. No, he has not been no, released he yet. The wasn't. Cow, the Cowboys have held on to him. They're trying to trade him. Because I thought I read that they had released him officially. Yeah. They have I not thought released they officially him. did. Well they said they're they going to release him and then they didn't. reneged. I think they're still trying to they're still trying to find a trade partner which I think is very I I think is, I don't think it's very probable. But he released a video on Instagram because he's been on Instagram for like 5 days now. And was saying he said he basically was saying goodbye, but didn't say who was saying goodbye to because retirement is still a possibility for him. Mm-hmm. If no wants him, he can go off and retire. Networks have already said they'd be willing to have him work for them. But I don't I don't necessarily know if the Texans We'll get him. I mean, if he's released, I think they'll. I think it's a higher possibility. But as of right now, I don't. I don't think they've officially
2: released him yet. Yeah, from what I'm seeing, actually, now I'm looking. Um,
0: I think that it's the Texans, still not if they official. release him,
1: I think the Texans get him.
0: If, if they release him, I think the Texans are top. On the top one on this list because. They're already pretty much ready to go. They have a good defense. They have a lot of good weapons offensively. He just basically has to step in and be a game manager. Like yeah. He doesn't have to take over. Mm-hmm. And then they can use their first pick in the draft on um, probably some O-line or a running back. O-line would be yeah, good for them. because they yeah. still
1: made the playoffs without J.J. Watt and with Brock Osweiler.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're, I mean, they're still a very good team. And w- with J.J. Watt, they probably would have won a couple more games. I can't say for sure, but, I mean, this, this team's ready to go. This team, I believe, with the right circumstances, and probably with Romo at quarterback, you can keep him upright and keep him healthy. They're Super Bowl contenders.
1: Yeah, I would like, agree they They're
0: very, very Their good. Their defense is so good. Yeah, especially when, since uh Jadavion Clowney really, like, stepped it up. And wow, yeah. Showed why he was a top draft pick. Yeah. Like, he's. I, and he really stepped in for J.J. Watt. When Watt went down, Clowney stepped up and said, all right, my turn. And I, I got I to gotta do this. So he went and just started hammering guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what exactly was this Osweiler trade? All right, so the Texans traded uh, Osweiler and I believe a fourth-round pick um, from this year. no, no, no. no.
2: Sixth-round pick this year, second-round pick next year. They got a fourth-round pick
0: back. Right, they got yeah. that's right. They got a fourth round pick, and the and the sixth round pick next year, and then uh, Cleveland Cleveland got Osweiler and the sixth round pick.
2: Mm-hmm. They traded, so Cleveland got
0: Cleveland Osweiler, got Osweiler
2: and sixth round this year plus second second round, round this year Plus second round
0: next year next year yeah and then they gave up gave fourth, fourth round this and, year and their sixth round pick. They basically exchanged sixth oh, round
2: they? picks. Okay, okay. They, ex- I didn't they, get they get that. exchanged
0: 6 round picks and then gave. Uh, Houston, their fourth, and then got Houston's second round pick next year, which okay. now gives the Browns the most draft picks in last year's draft, this year's draft, and next year's draft. So basically, they're all on board the draft train. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. all aboard rebuilding this team through the draft. True, so true. They've, they've
2: got to they've got to draft well. Then I mean, I, I think they're that's getting the there. Dangerous thing about the
0: draft. I think they're getting there. I think. They have the right people in place. They have really good scouts now. They've mm. kind of rebuilt their scouting system. <clears throat> so I believe they have the ability to do it. It's just whether or not those players pan out. Because right, yeah. like you can spend the first pick on Miles Garrett, but if he gets hurt and never sees the field, no, that's that's obviously a bust. But you RG3 can't really free help situation. that situation. Yeah, exactly. He
2: did really, really Which- well, and then got hurt and was never the same. Which is really
0: funny, like, I saw a stat about that draft class, mm-hmm. and about, I think it was something like, the, out of all the top ten picks in that draft, nine of them have either been traded, released, or are no longer playing in the NFL. Like, they're not playing for the teams that wow. were, they were drafted by. Jeez. Yeah, that was, I mean, and that class was so good, like, that's Andrew Luck, RG3, like, a bunch of good players, and they're no longer on the teams that drafted them. So yeah. So, that's just ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, so Osweiler but, goes to the Browns. And I'm thinking, oh great, so the Browns have their quarterback situation covered <laughs> now. Maybe that'll free up some good quarterbacks for the Bears to draft. But then you text us like 20 minutes later and say, Oh, the Browns are now looking to trade or release Osweiler.
0: Yeah, like literally like 20 minutes after that <laughs> happened. Like again, I'm watching NFL Network and they say that uh, the Browns are now back in talks with the Patriots to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo oh using gosh. Osweiler as a main piece. And I'm like this. Uh, th- first off, this is an NBA style trade. <laughs> like the NBA does this all the time, where they will take guys from other teams uh, and to get turn around and to get draft and picks, them. and then turn around and trade them to other teams, or they'll just flat out release them because they don't want them. Mm-hmm. Like th- that happens in the NBA all the time. It doesn't happen in the NFL. I don't know why, because I've done it in Madden a bunch of times. I mean, I've done do it before. It in where, I mean, well, I'm saying just like I've done it in Madden before where I pick up a free agent and then I immediately trade him to a team that's needy for that position just mm-hmm. so I can get draft picks or another player that I want. Again, that's something that just doesn't happen in the NFL. So it's really interesting to see this. And I know a lot of people are sitting there wondering how, why the Browns are doing this. This doesn't seem smart. Actually, I think it's kind of ingenious to trade basically worthless picks for good picks, and a quarterback who, I mean, if they decide they want him, can be very good in their offense. Potentially. 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 But also to use him as a piece to try and get a quarterback that they really, really want and could be very, very good. Like, I, I kind of think it's brilliant. But again, it all has to work out properly. But I still don't see New England trading Jimmy Garoppolo. Because Belichick has basically already come out and said, he's my guy. Like, when Tom steps down, he's taking over.
2: But here's the thing about that. I don't know. It will depend on how Brady does next season. If Brady doesn't retire after next season, I don't see Garoppolo re-signing with the Patriots. Because he spent... After that, he'll have spent four years under him. And then a fifth year, maybe a sixth year? You spend a third or half your career playing backup when you're probably good enough to be a starter?
0: Well, that's the thing. is, I think if Brady's not going to retire next year, I think Jimmy can sign somewhere else. Definitely. Because he's going to get the Brock Osweiler deal with another team.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, he's shown he can play. Uh, teams are already coming out of nowhere to try and sign him and trade for, or try and trade for him. Mm-hmm. Like he's a hot commodity right now, and especially if like Brady gets hurt this season, and he gets a lot of significant playing time, mm-hmm. and you get to really see how he does, and he lights it up, all oh, teams are going to be signing him for big, big money next year.
1: He's a free agent but after next year, right? It,
0: yeah, and this is the last year of his rookie deal. Uh, this the twenty seventeen season will be
1: okay.
0: So next, so next year he'll be a free agent, and he can go out and get big money. Or if he decides he wants to stay with New England, and wait another year or two if Brady retires, which I don't think is the right move for him. I and I don't think it's something them. he'll do because I think he's ready to play now. He's a competitor. I think. I think he's liked all this attention he's gotten from other teams. No, he's no. You had teams like uh, Cleveland, uh, Chicago. San Francisco. Uh, I think Washington looked at him in case they didn't uh, get Cousins to sign his franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Like he's had, a, he's had a bunch of teams looking at him. And he's just like, wow, like I can, I can really go to another team and start and do something special. So I think he's ready to do that.
1: Yeah. Okay, so what else crazy happened this week?
0: Um, Kirk Cousins basically asked the Redskins to trade him. Oh really? Like, I missed that. Like, he he signed his franchise tag, and then went to Dan Snyder and said, "Trade me." <laughs> and Dan side Dan Snyder told him, "Don't hold your breath." Because <clears throat> wow, I mean, it's so weird. The Redskins like him a lot, mm-hmm. but they don't like him enough to give him the big money deal. Yeah, like they, and I understand. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to be, they don't want to give him like a six year deal. And then he ends up not being good, and they're stuck with him. If
2: that's the case, why did he
0: sign his franchise tag? You have the option not to. He, do, he does have the option not to, but he also can't be traded. And he wouldn't technically be a free agent because they've offered the franchise tag. He has to either sign it or... I don't know. I don't know exactly what the deal is with it. But
2: Alshon Jeffrey didn't sign his tag, and now he's with the Eagles. True.
0: That is a weird situation. I don't know why that was the case. Just seems well, stupid to it, me. Well, if he signs the franchise tag, he's guaranteed like $25 million. Ooh,
2: that's a good point. If he doesn't yeah. sign
0: it, he could probably get less in free agency. Right. You so, might be looking at so he's 15 like, to 19. Yeah, so he's like, if I'm going to sign, I'm going to make money. So he might as, I mean, with from his point of view, I might as well make the money <laughs> this year. Also, this now
2: makes him the highest paid quarterback in a three year time state time slot ever. Uh because yeah, I this so. is isn't it his second year on a franchise tag? It, it'll be tag? his
0: second year on a franchise tag, which is his Gosh. last one. You can only tag the same player twice.
2: Right. So they have to give him a contract this year, otherwise he'll, if he'll he lose d- him.
0: If they don't re-sign him to a big deal, he'll hit free agency next year. And I really doubt he resigns with Washington. If that's the case, unless, unless they, they unless they give big. unless they give him that big money. But I think yeah. he, these last two years, he's been sitting there saying, "Hey, I want the big money deal," and they keep saying, "No, we'll give you the one year franchise tag." Yeah, and you'll you'll play on that. <clears throat> and the fact that he went to the owner of the team and said, "Trade me," kind of tells me he wants out. And I know where he wants to go. He wants to go to San Francisco. Yeah, because Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator with Washington, right. and he did really well in that system. He wants to go back out there again. They have some weapons. They have a, uh, high draft picks this year. Um, I think he believes Shanahan can really rebuild that offense into <clears throat> what it was back in like the Harbaugh time. Harbaugh yeah. offense, yeah, yeah. So
2: it's a good offense.
0: It was. So I think he, I think that's kind of what he's won. Plus, you know. Out in San Francisco, it's sunny all the time. Like <laughs> clearly he wants the best situation possible and he knows Shanahan likes him, and Shanahan's gonna give him the big money when it comes to that time. Yeah. But I mean, I think he'll still play for Washington. If they decide not to trade him, no, so be it. But I think if San Francisco if San Francisco wants him, they're gonna have to go up that number two pick. I think so. Yeah. I don't I don't see how I don't see how they get around it. <clears throat> Like, they're going to have to swap first-round picks and probably a few other late-round picks, too. Yeah. Like it's not It's, it's going to be the second biggest trade Washington has made for a quarterback. Yep, and then this case, they're
2: giving it away. Yep. Maybe that's why Washington doesn't want to give them that big contract. They're like,
0: we've been hurt before. Well, it's funny because <laughs> they, they drafted Cousins in the
2: same year as RG3. Man, like they, backup plan paid off. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Like they drafted RG three in the first round, and then I think in the uh, fifth. fifth, yeah, fifth round fifth they drafted round. Cousins, and everyone was surprised by that because law. Well, if you think RG three, if you think Griffin's your quarterback of the future, why do you draft Cousins? Well, this is why. It's
2: an insurance plan.
0: Yeah, and a, from what I understand, uh, Washington is completely okay with uh, letting Colt McCoy be their starting quarterback this year.
2: <laughs> what?
0: Jay, Jay Gruden loves him. He he loves him. He loves his ability. He loves his leadership. Uh, he understands the offense really well, and he played well from uh, last year and a little bit of time that he did get to play. He did, yeah. But so I think I think Gruden's completely comfortable uh, with letting <laughs> McCoy run the offense. You know Which what? I also found this interesting. Jay Gruden is the only head coach that Dan Snyder has resigned to a contract. Oh yeah, I heard that. I was like, I was like, that can't be right. And then I went looking through, I'm like, oh my god, it's right. Like, how how is that a thing? How have you only been how have you been basically rotating through coaches every three or four years? That that's just not a recipe for winning. And explains why the Redskins haven't won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's oh, that's crazy. <clears throat> Alright, so what else do you guys want to know about? Uh
1: well, big play Brandon Cooks went to the Patriots.
0: Dude, yeah. wow. Like, um, If that's not the per- perfect example of the rich get richer, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I got nothing. I saw that and I was like, that's it. There's not even any point. Just give him the frickin' trophy again. Yeah. Like, that's- come on. Give Tom, give Tom Brady the MVP. Give the <laughs> Patriots the Lombardi. Let's not even play. Everyone gets a year off to heal up. We'll try it again. Like, come on. That would be the saddest year ever. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it's going to be the saddest year ever because, oh, look, at the Patriots won again. Oh, big freaking surprise. You know
2: what this says to me? This says to me, uh, Belichick and Brady sat down, looked at the Giants' chances next year and said, you know what? We're getting that perfect freaking record next
0: year.
2: <laughs> Eli's on the decline. He will not
0: make it. I will not lose again to that mouth-breathing dummy. Because
1: <laughs> other than Michael Bennett going and signing with the Packers, have the Patriots really lost anybody? Uh, Mar-
0: Martellus. Sorry,
1: yeah, Martellus Bennett. Has the pa- um, have the Patriots lost anybody? Dante
0: Hightower. Actually, uh, Dante Hightower is still a free oh, agent, and free agent New England off. is looking to get him back. Mm, so, no. They, basically, basically, it was like the move uh, that the Bears had with Alshon. They were letting the, going to let him test free agency and see what his market value was, and he realized his market value was not as high as he thought.
2: Yeah, and then he was like, yeah, but I don't want to be in Chicago because I'm a dick.
0: <laughs> well, so sorry, that's what Eagles, happened. If you yeah. Know. yeah, Alshon signed a one-year contract for $14 million with the Eagles. He apparently turned down some multi-year contracts with other teams, including the Bears. I believe the Bears offered him three years. I don't know how much money, but I heard it was three years. <laughs> But, and, I mean, I get the move from his point, because it's, he's basically betting it all on himself. He gets to make the most money possible in the next year. If he plays well, he, he, he hits free agency again, he can get even more money next year. If he doesn't play well, then he'll take whatever deal's out there. But come on, dude. You can't sit there and talk about how you want to win a Super Bowl with Chicago, how, we, this, how we're going to win a Super Bowl next year, and then not re-sign with the f-ing team. Like if you don't want to play, just keep your fucking mouth shut. Come on, I I, I just thought it was a dick move. Yep,
1: yeah, exactly. It,
0: it, re- like, it really was, and like, and I hate it because I like Alshon. I don't like him anymore. Ah, I, I'm That's sorry, That's just lost. That lo- it, it it he lost it for me. Like it's really douchey. Yeah, and um, especially when like this, like it's not like you've done a lot. Yeah, you're a very good receiver. But you've been hurt a lot. You had the four-game suspension this year. Like, there's reasons to be, there's reason to pump the brakes on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just very
2: disappointing.
0: Yeah, it's really disappointing.
1: <clears throat> so the Bears lost Alshon. Uh, the, who did they get?
0: Well, they uh, they lost Alshon. They signed uh, Mike Glennon, who backed up Jameis Winston the last couple years from Tampa Bay. Yeah. Which at first I absolutely hated it. Now I have no real strong feelings. Like it's an okay move. Like basically this is uh Ryan Pace and John Fox changing the team logo to a slice of white bread. <laughs> like it it's a nothing sign. Like yeah, basically he gets one year to try and prove himself. So
2: what what I looked at was top like 100 free agents Mm -hmm. and the highest quarterback that was on the list was jay cutler at number 35 and then right behind him at 36 was glennon so it's it's just a lateral move at quarterback for them you get a quarterback that takes less risks but he's really not better than cutler outside of not outside of ball security maybe
0: Actually, not really. Like he's about on par with
2: turnovers. Well, yeah, turnovers. But from what I've actually looked, it's not from him taking chances where he's like, "Oh, my arm is strong enough to do this." It's from yeah. it's from misreading coverage. I mean, but, from the film I've seen, Glennon checks
0: down a lot. Yeah. Like, if basically if that first reason not there, he's immediately like, "Okay, dump it off to whoever's mm-hmm. like," and I don't like it, but. I mean, it could work. I don't know. It's, it's so hard to see because there's not much footage on him in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And the other argument against him is that he played he played with the Buccaneers, who had Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. Granted, he didn't get a whole lot of games with both of them, but he still had Vincent Jackson, who at the time was very good. Yeah. And still ended up with a 5-13 and record. Thirty touchdowns and fifteen interceptions in his time, and then a lot of people would say, "Oh, well, look at the film he had this year when he played." And it's like, "Yeah, they were down by twenty, and the defense is playing prevent, like garbage time." Yeah, it's garbage time. There's not much yeah. to it. You can credit a lot more of that to his receivers than anything else. Like, I don't. There's just there's nothing in this that instills confidence. I just like that. I mean, they signed him to three years, but it's basically a one-year contract. Yeah,
2: that's there's, the only year that has there's money. There's very
0: little penalty for year two, and then there's absolutely nothing for year three. So, I still think they... I'm, I mean, I think they should go quarterback with a number three pick, but I honestly don't know at this point. Like, this is the first draft a long time where I'm looking at the Bears pick, and I'm like, I have no clue who they're going to take.
1: Okay, these are my so thoughts. This is my thought. Okay, okay. Um. The Bears are kind of like the Cubs like four or five years ago where okay. they're trying to build this young base and not really going for the big playmakers because right now they can't do anything with the big playmakers. So they're, right. they're still looking for that rebuilding and maybe not this coming year, but maybe in two years or three years, then they're ready to make that run for the Super Bowl. So Glennon is that bridge QB right now. They draft a QB, they train him, and now they have all of these other young guys around him that may have been in the league for like five, six years, but they'll have all this really young talent who have been starting since their rookie season that are ready to make that Super Bowl run.
0: But here's my problem with that. If you were going to do a rebuild, why didn't you do it when Fox first showed up? Mm-hmm. When Fox and Pace first got here, why didn't you start the rebuild then? Why did you basically waste two years and now you're finally going to start rebuilding through the draft, which is apparently their plan? Well,
1: I think last th- year even was still a rebuild year.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, these have, have been rebuild years, but why? Why are you but not they didn't doing commit this? Commit to rebuilding. Why? I'm just saying. Why are you not trying to rebuild through the draft, like they're apparently going to start doing this year? Like, yeah, you've added some pieces through the draft the last couple of years, but not like. Not like apparently what they're going to try and do now. Like, they still went out and got the big free agents. Like, they got a Pernell McPhee. They got Daniel Trevathan. They got Jarrell Freeman. They got Akeem Hicks. No, they rebuilt the defense, or started to rebuild the defense through free agency. I thought we were going to see more of that this year, especially with some of the players that were available. Like, you had a Stephon Gilmore, who would have been perfect for a number one corner. Great. He's a a lockdown guy. He's very talented. And... Uh, they were involved in it and just basically got outbid. Like, they've been very cheap with the higher-end uh, free agents, and that's led to kind of who they've gotten out. Like, they did sign uh, Prince of Mucamara mm-hmm. to a one-year deal, uh, and all of his money's guaranteed. It's mm. really, I mean, it's basically the same deal Alshon got with Philadelphia, because all of Alshon's money is guaranteed, too. But it's a it's a prove it deal yep. you get show me you get one year you show up we'll give you more. If not you're, we're gonna let you go and we're gonna call, just chalk it up to a failed experiment. Uh, and then they also got Marcus Cooper who's very intriguing to me. Uh, he, he was with Arizona last year number two corner there uh, he was a pro Bowl alternate uh, between him and uh, their new safety Quentin Demps they had more interceptions than the entire Bears defense did last year. Wow. Like, the Bears defense in total had eight interceptions. Demps had six. Cooper had four. Yep. So, right. I mean, right there, you're making your defense better.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: another thing about Cooper that I didn't realize uh, that I found out the other day, uh, he was drafted by the 49ers, the same year that Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel, who's the defensive backs coach, were at San Francisco, who are with the Bears now. Right. So they've done extensive research on this guy, and that's why I'm pretty sure they went after him. Sign
2: him. They liked him.
0: Yeah. And even Bruce Arians said that he wanted Cooper back. I mean, a lot of people are pointing to his pro football focus grade, which is very low, but that's not always a good sign. Like, there's a lot of guys who were graded high and didn't have good seasons. There's also a lot of guys who uh, were graded low and had good seasons. Mm. So you kind of just do what you can with that.
2: All right, so we've talked about some of the main points and then just a few of the bigger, quote-unquote bigger moves that the Bears made. Uh, let's do a quick recap of the the last uh couple days of the combine that we yeah. didn't get to cover last week yeah
1: so the well, biggest news though out of the combine was john ross broke the 40 <clears throat> record
0: yes, yes that was phenomenal and I, yeah adidas
1: had what was it like an island
0: yeah adidas had the deal where if you wore uh, their specific shoe for your 40 time and you beat the record that you would win an island and the first thing i did when i saw. He broke the record was I looked at his shoes and he was wearing Nikes. Yeah. be there will be no island for John Ross. What? I don't think he cares. But
1: he does explain why he did not wear Adidas. They said
0: if you had on Adidas, you would have owned your own island since you broke the record. Well, why didn't you wear the Adidas? I, I really can't swim that well. so And I don't have a boat. And I don't have a boat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I, I like
0: this kid. I really do. Dude.
2: Now, another interesting part, though, uh, I heard this on ESPN Radio, the, like, superscript of the contract was, you will win an island if and when Adidas is able to obtain an island <laughs> that they
0: can I, sign okay, over to Okay, you. okay, okay, <laughs> you cannot put up a free island if you do not have an island to put up. I mean... I'm sorry. It, <laughs> if you don't have an island, don't say, "Oh, we'll give you an island," because was, that is basically like, "No, it's ever going to break this record." That's exactly. I, what I was. really it was wish like, he had worn the shoes. I mean,
2: like, I think, I think the alternative was, or Adidas can give you a million dollars. So it was Which like most of them would probably take. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't their choice. It was Adidas's <laughs>
0: well, choice. Well then, Ain't Adidas damn. is going to give him a million dollars.
1: Dan. Yeah. If you can run a six-minute mile, I will give you a million dollars, but only once I myself acquire the $1 million.
2: You know what? I'll agree to that. Okay. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to get a million dollars eventually, <laughs> and if I can run a six-minute mile, that means I'm going to get a million dollars eventually. Oh, my God. New goal. Okay, well, so what else I just from the
0: combine? I just, I just thought it was funny that the uh, coach that's sitting there at the start line for the 40-yard dash, before each group goes, he goes, I'm going to make sure you guys run your fastest because someone could win an island. And if you do, please invite me. <laughs> um, did one, anything else another, one, yeah. another one Another thing from the combine, uh, Christian McCaffrey looked really good. Yeah, he did. Uh, running back out of Stanford, like I watched him run all the drills. He was Oh, he was bonkers good.
2: Yeah, he can make a really good receiver out of the backfield, too. Yeah,
0: and he just screams Patriots to me. Oh, God, I hope not. I I hope not either because I want to keep liking him, (laughs) but he just screams screams a Belichick player to me. He's a smart kid, um, very agile, really quick. Here's the thing, though. Can play multiple positions.
2: The Patriots gave up their first-round pick
0: to get Cooks. True. So I so does, I don't think he'll McCaffrey make it. I don't think so either. I kinda see him going to a Tampa Bay a little bit, and that's what a lot of people have also seen. That that would make sense. Because Tampa Bay needs a running back mm-hmm. and he'd he'd go really well with that. <clears throat> um also Leonard Fournette uh, being <sighs> he's two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah. Which a lot of teams <clears throat> were like, Whoa, he's you know he's, he's a big boy. He's fat for a running back. So maybe he's falling down boards. And then he runs a four five forty. Yeah big and fast. are you, he's a oh my god he's a he's a deer he's a literal deer mhm if he was like if he had the speed of John Ross he'd be the next Bo Jackson yep but that's he's only like, a, he's like a hippo oh those man. things
1: can move <laughs> that
0: is true
2: actually
0: oh uh, so i mean and now since he ran that 40 Team, like, it was so weird. He went from being, like, a top 20 draft pick to a third-round draft pick and to now jumped. possibly a top five. Yeah. Like, some people have uh, mocked him at number two to the Niners. Wow. So I don't see that happening, but wow. It'll
2: be interesting to see what happens with that. You know what, actually, though? The Niners really do need a run game. It's true.
0: Uh, one, yeah. one more thing from the Combine. Uh, yeah, one more. Oh, well... Kind of two, I'll break into two parts. <laughs> um, this tight end class and this defensive backs class are probably the best classes I've seen for those groups in the last like five years. Yeah. These tight ends that. are ridiculously fast. So fast. Oh my gosh. There's one tight end, they're in a 4 4. Jeez. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Tight ends aren't supposed crazy, to do that. Crazy. They're not supposed to be that fast, but he booked it. Uh,. There were corners that were running four two four three, 2 And they were... And there's some... Also, can I talk about my favorite player from the Combine just real quick? Real quick? Jabril Peppers. Yeah. Come on! Mm-hmm. Like, a week before the Combine, he's told that he has to work out with the linebackers. And they're like, you know, you're we're going to sign you up as a linebacker. You have to do all these drills and all this, this, this. And then he says, well, can I also do the DB drills? Because... I mean, I'm a safety. So so then he had to ask permission from the NFL to do the DB drills, which were the next day. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So he does that. He gets through the DB drills. Or no, he got through the linebacker drills. And then he does this crazy backflip. And <laughs> then he... I'm like... And he had like a crazy day, too. Yeah, Like, did. it was ridiculous. Big day. Yeah. Big oh. combine. Uh, I think you're in a 4 five forty. If the Bears...
2: Decide. Let's take a chance and wait until round two for a quarterback. They should sign Jabril Peppers.
0: I wouldn't. I'd be okay with that. I'd also be okay with them trading down to like the mid first to get him. Hmm. Because I don't necessarily think he's worth uh, number three. It just kind of depends on your overall feeling of him. If you right. li- if you feel like he can really transform that defense, then yes. But if you feel like no, he could be a decent player, but not. That great, you can trade down and get them. I think.
2: I think it will depend on on what they hear out of other teams. True. True. I don't think you trade out of the top ten.
0: No, I wouldn't. No. Especially when you need like guys to become contributors right away. Mm -hmm. Like you really need these early picks. But no, I I I loved Peppers out of this because, I mean, he was. And he was like willing to do all this, like that showed to me that he's got a real love of the game. Like he wants to keep doing this. And even after he got done with defensive back drills, they're like, "Are you tired?" And He goes, "No, I want to go out there and do it again." Yeah, I was like, "Sign him, sign him up, dude." Let me
1: go out there with the line men.
0: <laughs> oh, and he would have done it if if they would have told him, lying. "Hey," if they had told him, "Hey, do you want to go through some D line drills?" I'm like, yeah, he would have done it. Like he he can play offense, he can play linebacker, safety. Uh, return kicks. He played wildcat quarterback for Michigan. Oh, like, he literally did everything. So, I, I love this kid. And any team that gets him is going to be really happy with him. And he's just, he's just going to be one of those guys that runs up to the coach and says, what can I do? Mm-hmm. So, I, I just really I really like him. After I watch him in the combine, I like him even more. Sweet.
1: All right. So, now we'll move on to corrections and omissions. Uh, because we do make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. That's yep. true. Uh, Dylan, you want to take this one?
0: Yes. Uh, last week we had a incorrect statement about Houston Texans quarterback Brock Osweiler. Uh, we apologize for that. And we're going to correct that by saying he is now the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Brock Osweiler. Yes. Yep.
2: Sorry about that, Brock. We know that you're in a much better place now.
0: <laughs> Good luck with that, friend.
1: All right, so that has been it for episode seven of the shakedown. You can tweet at us and find us on Facebook at the Shakedown Pod. You can email us at theshakedownpodcast at gmail.com. And it was selection Sunday today. So yes. the yes. three of us are going to have a little bracket pool, probably for zero to one dollars uh, thrown yes. into that.
2: So um, send and- your brackets into us. We'd yes. love to see what our listeners are capable of.
1: And the first four don't count, so you have until round 1 starts. I think that's what the 15th. Uh I believe or
2: the so, 16th. Yeah. I don't know. Sure.
1: Whatever day the the first round starts, you have until then to get your brackets in. Uh cuz that'd be fun to get some little listener interactions.
0: Yeah. We're going to use soup? No, yeah, we're so, not.
2: So, uh we're going to cover that next week on sports. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about the tourney and where it goes in those first few days. um yeah. we'll talk about our brackets, how much of a failure they are at that point oh, um they're gonna be bad. I apologize in advance if we have soup on. so sorry for your ears,
0: yeah, yes, I don't know yet he's probably gonna talk about northwestern for like the entire time. That makes me want make them to
2: lose, yeah immediately, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Like I didn't even want them to get in the tournament. Because I wanted him to shut his stupid face. But
2: then he'd talk about how they got snubbed.
0: Yeah, and that would be all you'd talk about. Gosh. So annoying. (laughs) All right.
2: Uh, So And we also have a website. Uh Dark
1: Nebula Entertainment. And you can find us in the shakedown tab.
2: Yep. So next week, tune in. We'll figure out something to talk about in the first two segments. We always come up with something.
1: All right. Well, that has been it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I am Austin Stevens.
2: I'm Dan Schweizer. And I'm Dylan Webster.
1: And this has been The Shakedown. Do you love wearing loincloths and riding around on mechanical dinosaurs? Well, this game's for you.
2: They don't wear loincloths. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, but that's too on the head. On the nose. No, I like on the head. What does on the head mean? A hammer hits a nail on the head.
1: Yeah, but sometimes the hammer hits your thumb and then
2: (laughs) it hurts. (laughs) That's
0: too on the thumb.
2: It's too on the thumb. It hurts, Austin.
0: That's uh, sounds like something we should say for soup. Like, every time it says something stupid, no, that's too on the thumb.
2: I like it. I'm going to start saying it to
0: him.